Ready Podcast. I'm your host, DJ Ready. This is our first episode, and I'm here with my co-host, Fabo, and my other co-host, Jade. Jade, introduce yourself. What's up? This is your girl, Jade Raven. Yep, you know how it's going down. This is our Jay first Raven. episode yeah. of our Get Ready Podcast, and today we got our special guest here with us, Nikki Bonds. Nikki, what's going hey, on, my brother? Yes, sir. What's up, my guy? Yo, we appreciate you for coming ha, through today, man. Ha. Anytime, my man, anytime. So... I heard I heard yesterday you were at like Spotify or something like that. You're on a press run this week? Ah, uh, yeah, we had a little media weekend. I had Making a, some moves? Yeah, bro. Yeah, we um did a little Spotify action. Um, How was that? It was cool, man. It was the first time being at the Spotify building. It was yeah. cool going to the World Trade Center building. Oh, it was in the World Trade Center? Yeah, it was in the Yeah, it was cool. They had like that new whole bro. architectural thing. I know they yep. were building yeah. something inside. Yeah, the funky there. looking thing. Yeah, yeah it looks dope inside, right? Yeah, <laughs> it looks it, like but. some like it would be made in China. Like, I, I feel like I was not in America. It looks too cool. <laughs> it looks sick, man. With all, all the architecture, all the architecture going, on, going on, bro. Oh, man, it's killing Super traffic Super futuristic. Here. Yeah. It's killing traffic here. Though, yeah, it's honestly. making it brutal, bro. Have What's you up? been doing any other, like, uh, so, promo runs this week? Yeah, so I did. Um, We did Spotify. We did uh, a podcast over there. And I just was at, um, you know, Brick Studio, Brick Media? No, I, I haven't heard of TV. it. Um, they're like with Comcast. They're oh, like yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay. TV channel. So um, I just did an interview with my boy, Make. We just did a little interview, kind of similar to what we're going to do now, is going over kind of like what I've been what I've been up to, some content music-wise, and what Word. I'm doing in the community and all that good stuff. Word. You just dropped an album too, right? Yes, sir. I just dropped Labor Day weekend, August 28th. First album, man. Nice, nice. What was called? It was called Taking, Taking the, the Throne. Because, I'm, you know, I'm a Game of Thrones fan, bro. Oh, Take, that's where get that's from. I think he took that from get the Hove joint, from nah, whole Kanye. I know. Yeah, I'm not trying to take their throne. Nah, hell no. I'm not trying they to watch the throne. That's what my one boy was. He's like, yo, you better be chilling with that title. I'm like, bro, if anybody has watched television within the last five years, they know I'm not talking about Jay-Z. I'm talking about Game of Thrones. <laughs> Come on. That shit's called Watch the Throne. Let's uh get in, Let's get some information for the fans listening um yes sir so for the people who don't know uh tell them where are you where are you from so originally i'm from long island actually i'm from here oh I'm so from, you're from the tri-state yeah i'm from new york bro born and raised oh, word, man word. I, long island long island so man. Are jets jets fan you're gonna laugh nah well, what are you what are you gotta know some sports day if you're from new york oh, gotta please, hear some please, of this because we're sport we're sports Watch. podcast right. <laughs> well, what is it what is oh, it we what can is get it? to sports real quick you gotta laugh i tell you my football team but they're nice let me hear now they're nice the raiders oh Oh, Silver okay. and black, baby. I, I got them tatted the on my... I thought you were going to say the <laughs> <laughs> Hockey. <laughs> Hockey's the Rangers, obviously. Oh, I like the Rangers. Okay. New York okay. Rangers, hockey. I was gonna say, I was baseball. Gonna say Islanders. Baseball, obviously Yankees. I'm not into baseball as much as I used to be. Um, you know, basketball, obviously Knicks. Hockey, big, big, unfortunately. Yeah, right. I don't know what's going on with that organization, but... Rangers, big Ranger fan, but but football is my my Oakland Raiders. Well, now they're going to be Vegas Raiders, but yeah, they, they're doing all right. They're right doing now, good, too. man. Three and two. They got my boy. My, I talk to him all the time on on Insta. My man, my boy Josh Jacobs from Alabama. Oh, that's yeah? the homie. Yes, sir. That's nice. my guy right there. He's the homie. He's tearing up, bro. He's the, like the leading rusher. He's a rookie. Yeah, he's killing. He's like he's got like a six touchdowns already. Yeah, he's a oh, beast. He's, he's a killing beast. like that. Yeah, first round draft. You pick. do fantasy. I should have did it. I wanted to this year, bro. I'm a fan. I love fantasy, but I got so busy with grad school. Because, okay, okay. bro, that's the thing. Right when fantasy started, that's when I had to coordinate the whole album getting put out. Because uh, fantasy starts like end of August. Right. Yeah, the yeah, album yeah. came out August 28th. Uh, and then I had to deal with oh, all so, playlisting. So much going on. You I had so on much fantasy. going on. I had playlisting. I you had probably to get... picked up AB too if you would have done fantasy too, huh? I, bro, and I would have <laughs> got burnt just like. <laughs> yeah, I got burnt. I had to totally get burnt with AB. <laughs> Oh, so, uh, what do you guys think about this? Yeah. Nikki Bonds, where, where does the name come from? Do you have like any influence on that? Basically, you like, came up with? so like as a kid, I was always like, even now, man, I always love like something about like CIA, like undercover, like intelligence, <laughs> you know what I'm so saying? you watch like, that whole like, stealth, 48 all that stuff? Like, like stealth. I just, I just like, I like the Bonds movies and like Matt Damon, like what's Matt Damon's <laughs> movies? that town? One with Matt Damon where Born he's, Identity? Yes. All the Born Supremacy, all those movies that like that stealth like intelligence, like James oh, so Bond type shit. Whole, okay. So I'm trying to have like the I don't know, it's like a couple like like the smooth, like stealth, like the GQ type look. Like like the Bonds type look, like yeah. the clean cut, you know what I'm saying? Yeah, clean cut rapper. Clean cut rapper, like kinda like how like how Pitbull kinda did it, like clean cut. Okay. Uh, okay. Like that's why you see like on my social media, I try to get a lot of like professional photos done. So Yeah, like, yeah, I peeped that. I, I, that's I, dope. Know, that's I try how to you look should good. do it. 
Yeah, yeah try to make, just try to like present myself in a, in a proper absolutely. way. You know yeah, what yeah. I mean? Yeah, I mean, you're doing it the right way. So you said you launched your, your latest album in uh, the end of August, right? Yep. And it was called uh, Taking the Throne. Taking the Throne. Yeah. Yes, sir. And before we before we started podcast, you told me some some dope features you had on it. Uh, you just want to name a couple? Yeah, yeah. So actually, this is pre-album. This oh, yeah? is before the album. I got with um, I got with Mano. I got my guy Mano. How'd you have, how you made that happen? Mano? I made that happen by myself, bro. That's what's up, man. It's dope for like out. an artist, an uh, independent artist like that to That's the thing, man. Find find someone of that caliber and able to link up with them and just put the plugs together yep. and just make it happen. So that's that's pretty cool. Yeah, his his um shout out to his manager, Nick, from Hustle Hard Records. You know, I appreciate Nick for setting that up for mm-hmm. me and being super professional and extremely responsive for setting up that feature. Um, I wanna thank him for that. And then um, right after that, got linked up with Uncle Murder. Nice. Um, did a song with Did a song with, with Uncle Unk. Murder's dope. Yeah, Lenny's a cool dude, bro. <laughs> yeah. So I did a song with Lenny. Um, that song's hard though, bro. What's the name of the song? It's called Ten Toes. Ten Toes. Yeah. Ten Toes. Ten Toes. It's got like a, we 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 kind of sampled. We didn't take a Wu Tang sample, but we like almost manipulated one. So we didn't get flat. Like it's very. It has like almost like a. Um, like the sample has a 90s vibe to it, but it's got urban trap drums. So it's almost like a cross between like a mob deep type beat uh, and then like a, like an ATL beat, like combined. Okay. And then you hear him coming on with, he's new, y'all. And I'm just like, oh, he did it, he did it. I'm like, oh, he can't kill me on my own song, damn. You know what I mean? But I was proud though on the song with Mano. I was like, don't get me wrong, Mano went in, but I was like, I think I, I think I kind of went as hard as Mano on that. <laughs> like, and that Mano's an OG, you know. For me, just to be starting, I'm like, word, oh, word. I, could, I could keep up with Mano. Yeah, like but they show. push you though. Yeah, so that's yeah, good. yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah, it was it was awesome, man. I talked to Mano on the phone. Like, he's he's a cool dude, bro. Yeah, like, Mano's dope. Mano's, Mano's dope. A, I met him one time, one, but that one time I met him, good vibes, good vibes, super positive, bro. Would yeah, you say I'm the both. album's influenced like off of a uh, '90s a uh, hip hop sound and today's little today's trap? Yeah. So basically, like, so like with my look, right? Like everybody keeps telling me, like, that I should go more towards the pop. Do you feel like that? Just because of the look I have. I'm not gonna lie. When I first saw your Instagram, I'm like, he kind of looks like a DJ, like like, an Adam Levine type shit. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So like, I right. So when I clicked on his music, I was like, oh, he raps, raps. So I was like, oh, you heard me? He like raps. He goes in. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. (laughs) So it's like. I initially, when I was younger, like in college, like a freshman, mm-hmm. I was like 18, 19, like that's what I wanted to do. Where'd you like, go to college? For a little bit, I went to Quinnipiac in Connecticut. Okay. And Ooh. then I went down to Tampa for a little while. Oh, Florida, then, okay. Yeah, I went down to Florida, and that's why I met some people. And then um, now I'm in, I'm getting my PhD. I'm in Atlanta right now, so I'm over it. Oh, yeah, congratulations. Nice. Yeah, okay, we got a Mercer in Atlanta, so. And you got your master's in? Master's in psychology, Sheesh. but I was at Adelphi right here. Okay. Oh, yeah. in Garden nice. City, yeah, I went to Adelphi. Nice, nice. But, how, um, how's the scene out in Atlanta? Like, do you enjoy it more than than you did at, at Tampa? Uh, yeah. Yeah, Tampa wasn't music, like that. Definitely. Yeah, yeah. Tampa's a small market, bro. It's it's Tampa. I mean, don't get me wrong. I thought it was cool. a major market, but <laughs> compared to Atlanta, New York, yeah, I'm like, sure, I'm not sure. a chance. Nah. Tampa is like like Austin, Texas. Like that's like that's it's like a B market. Yeah, like your yeah, A man. markets are L. A., New York, Atlanta. Chicago, uh-huh. Dallas, that's your A market. Your B market is like, you know, you get your Austin, like Sacramento, like, you know, you're like tier two cities. Um, But I mean, I kind of refer to like the East Coast Hollywood. It's like the Southeast LA, basically. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Or Because so much stuff is shot there, bro. I mean, yeah, so many It is like almost like the next LA right there in LA. Yeah, and then Tyler Perry just opened up that multi-million dollar studio, yeah, that studio in Atlanta. Crazy. It's like... And it's offering a lot of jobs out to everyone in the communications field, like the media shit. field out on the East Coast. You think so I happen to apply, I think nigga? It's a real, <laughs> <laughs> shit. I'm going to slap my resume. Oh, shit, <laughs> bro, it's I rec- hard. I, mean, I, I recorded there last week. Atlanta. You did? You recorded last week? Yes. Wow. With DJ Stickerbush, yeah. That's what's up. Wait, I'm sorry. You say you did what? Well, you recorded over there? Yeah. DJ Stickerbush is my engineer. He nice, also nice. engineers for, for Jeezy and Lucci. Oh, word, word. Yeah. That's dope. He's done Nicki. He's done, not me, but Manah. He's done He's done all of them. He's like one of the bigger down south guys. My manager is Todd Cutter. He used to remember D4L, Laughing yeah, Taffy. Yeah, yeah. And t- remember the song Tatted Up? Come on. Remember Tatted Up? Tatted Up. Tatted Up. My manager produced that song. He was supposed to be here, bro. Nice job missing your flight, homie. Wow. He was supposed to be here. So you're enjoying the Atlanta scene then? Yeah, I'm enjoying it. I met my manager through there and. 
Oh, see, that's into my the music game. That's you my connected, team right now. connected. Yeah, 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 you know your stuff. Connected. Stats, my guy. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You know, Stats, my guy. You word, know? word. Yeah, so aside, aside from the music, instead, you talking about uh, I'm you got a sign, bro. You got you yeah. graduated into psychology. Yeah, get, yeah. What made you get into that? Just for yeah, like, honest, just like straight up first, knowledge you on it. <laughs> well, of course, knowledge. But I was man when I when I changed my major when I was in undergrad, I was like, man, I gotta find out how crazy I am. Let me find out if I'm crazy first. First of all, before you go in, what's your birthday? I'm a Sagittarius. It's Sagittarius. December okay. 17th. Okay. I thought you were going to say Gemini or something. I'm like, damn, hey, that's a Gemini. Don't, 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 don't. <laughs> nah, don't shit nah. on the Gemini. Okay. Gemini, you want to figure out his that all the time. I'm like, hold up. I'm like, the mind is amazing. I'm like, I want to see if I'm really as crazy as I think I am. And then I start reading. I'm like, I'm not that crazy. So I start reading case studies of people with schizophrenia. I'm like, oh shit, my anxiety, that's normal. Everybody yeah. do that. Oh, I feel down in the dumps every here and then. That's normal. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. Like when I start reading case studies of like trauma that people go through, and like I'm talking real serious schizophrenia and psychosis, yeah. I, it puts things in such a crazy perspective for you. Like sometimes you think like people get the whoa, it's me. Like my life is so tough. Like when you start hearing real mental health stories and people dealing with some yeah. serious, serious shit, it puts you brings it brought me down to earth fast and like. I got my bachelor's, and then once I got my master's at Adelphi, and I started actually, like, working in the field. You know, before my music shit blew up, I had to work just like everybody else. You know right. what I'm saying? You know, I was a case manager for a little bit for, for so adolescents. You, you were hearing stories at yeah, that For time. adolescents, man. Wow. I, I had kids that were getting kicked out of school because they were chase, bringing knives to school, chasing teachers and shit, and, and bringing fucking paintball gun, like, you know, crazy shit. Yeah, this yeah. kid was shooting out windows of a school bus with his airsoft gun. And this uh, is where? Over in a, This is in Long Island. In Long Island. This, wow. is on, this is, I had to work at, I work at this place, Family Service League. It was kind of like a social worky type job. Right. And this is right after I got, I was, I was still getting my master's. So I only had my bachelor's at this time. And man, it was just like, whew, some of these kids, man, and they have so much going on and, yeah. and the environment they're in. And a lot of them don't have the supervision they need. And then, you got these school teachers, right, that are, like, they automatically want to, like, label every single kid now with ADHD. Just yeah, because it's easier to, like, yeah. administer medication, just control them. through the them, system quicker. You know exactly, what I mean? Exactly, yeah. right? So, dude is six years old. He's not supposed to be sitting still. Right. That's yeah, what yeah, six-year-olds yeah. do. They jump around and do shit. Yeah, yeah, Like, yeah. for real. Like, you're going to go put them on Ritalin? You know what I'm saying? And that's why you see like that's when they go behavioral from issues yeah, yeah. because number one, you're predisposing them mm -hmm. to chemical substances at such an early age. Bro, grown-ass men, our brain is not done developing until we're 28 years old. And you're going to put people on Ritalin at six, seven years old because they're a little fidgety? Maybe that you yeah, should check your right. teaching method is what you should be checking. I mean, some kids... Seriously. Right, right, right. How about the way you approach teaching? Maybe visuals, right? right. More Some more presentations because like you go, guys, we're in a digital era. Oh, yeah. Like, we have you noticed, like, how cars have evolved? Mm hmm. Planes are evolving. Man. You know, right. a goddamn classroom has not evolved. I saw a meme on Instagram. It said it had, like, a car from, like, 1904, had a plane, and it had classroom 1864 and classroom now. Yes, in a row, same shit. It's like, I never why, thought about that. Like, why actually, are we not advancing in true. knowledge, bro? No, that's true. Some schools did advance, but right. you know, but that's been the given an iPad. Private schools. Yeah, like them giving an iPad right? is like, yo, we evolved. He's an iPad. Ah, but that's not evolving. That's not just being with the times. Not at all. Like that's just main. That's more maintenance than anything, bro. That's a fact. You know what? Is? Teachers don't make enough money. Fam, so, like, remember, they're not putting enough money into the school into system. The systems. Right. The yeah, budgets sure. are so right. low, and the only schools that have halfway decent stuff is all private schools like St. Dominic's or St. Anthony's on Long Island or mm -hmm. you gotta send your kids to a nice school in the city and that's the only school where they have a whiteboard where you can like write on it and it comes up like on the table like it's, <laughs> it's prep school but guess what those high schools cost just as much as college bro yeah for real they're sure. like 20 racks a for year real. and for they guarantee these kids to go to college too What's up? They guarantee some of these oh, kids to go to college. Not just college, it gets them to go into a good college. Yeah, yeah you'll get them into a good school. With all the help and all. Yeah, that's a fact. That's you a fact. know, unfortunately, man, we live in America. The old saying: you get what you get what you pay for. That yeah. is definitely very real. You <laughs> but know? you doing all that social work seems like you care for the kids, and you still want to do all that stuff for later on, even if you come big time. You know, you know that's that's the whole point, man. I'm, yeah. I'm I'm trying to I mean it's taken off the way it has in nine months mm -hmm. it's crazy so you'll be doing it for like nine months straight I've hard only body been doing, rapping like this yeah only nine months bro. nine months only wow. nine months and I already have three million what streams. made you do it now like why did you do it when you were earlier 1920 like here's I'm sure thing. you always nah, love nah. rapping because here's the thing I think it was slightly a confidence issue but mostly like like you know growing up we would always be 
with the homies in the whip, L riding, right? Uh-huh. Ciphering what to call you, put on your beat, and just, yeah. you guys just going around, going I in, right? I still do that. I still do it, exactly. <laughs> I still do it, but I'm like, but then I started, I'm not going to name rappers, but like 2015, 2016, when the mumble shit started coming around, I was like, what? I'm like, no, I'm like, listen, I might not be the best out there, but I'm telling you what, I definitely sound better than half the people that are getting signed right now. I'm like, this is, I'm not trying to be boisterous, but I'm like, some of the quality was trash, bro. Yeah, so yeah, you yeah. fuck with the mumble rap? You know what? I'm, nah, not, not really. Not at all? Like, not future? No, no, no. I don't consider future mumble rap, though. Because future, if you actually listen to his it's words, like he has bars. Absolutely. Future actually makes He's sense. Still my favorite artist. Future, future, I feel future in my chest when I listen to future. I identify with future because we have a very similar situation in terms of what I've gone through and what he's gone through in terms of his stuff. You know mm-hmm. what I'm saying? Yeah, like, yeah, yeah. I've I've identified with future. It's the dudes that like the Lils and all that shit coming out yeah, and all that stuff. Yeah, the Pumpingtons and uh, <laughs> the Pumpingtons. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like, bro, I, your flow's cool, but like, can we like get some substance on your shit? Like, word. I'll pull out my phone right now. But, oh, she has my phone. If I showed you the bars I got on my phone right now, bro, like. Word. How, how do you feel about like a lot of um now nah, you go first Jay. No, i was gonna ask i was like so you think you found your sound once you got to atlanta that's a good that's a good question yeah it's a great question <laughs> so like honestly like i that's why like when you listen to the album you could hear the transition because i hear some like southern you know music yeah. and then i hear some from up here like i oh, hear al- like yes like so that's what's crazy about the album is like <laughs> i feel like making this album i was finding my identity as a rapper like I feel like I've perfected, I found my flow and then I perfected it. So like, you're right, because there's 30 songs. So from like track like 15. 30 songs? Yeah, I dropped 30. I thought, yo, I dropped 30. You saw Chris Brown do it, he said, I'm going to do the same shit. I got another another 20. I got another 20 ready. It's like three albums worth. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's why I'm labeling. Especially in this day and age, people will put like 10 songs, 15 songs the most nowadays. Yeah, because I think after 18, like you got to put your own money up, like the streaming. It's like a little bit, yeah. Labels. Yeah. Come knocking, guys. I'm here. (laughs) I got plenty of music ready to go. I'm self sufficient. I have my own studio. I'm doing my thing. But um, all joking aside, like, like you could hear, like, it was more New York delivery. Yes on some of those tracks and more New York type beats. Yes. And then like the newer songs I put at the top of the album, like Respect and Stars and yeah. Dark Knight. Mm-hmm. The ones that have, you know, the songs that have the more streams that are, I think Dark Knight's at 120K, um, uh, Respect's at 90. Mm-hmm. Pretty much every song from one to 10 is above like 60K so far. Wow. The album's been out since I think I hit 700,000 streams today. Wow. Um, for my first album for six weeks, I mean, that's not bad. Did I want better numbers than that? Yeah. But, I mean, I had 150,000 streams the first week. That's great. You know, and that's, like I said, that's with no major label behind me. That's Someone once told me, no one's going to ever invest in you if you don't invest in yourself. Right. Facts. For sure. You know what I'm saying? And that's what I've been doing is just investing in myself all the money and thank god my family supports me like my mom has a business and she like believes in me you know and she really sees this my management team we see this like we have a really big picture in mind like we want like to we want me to get into acting like mm-hmm. we, we're trying to do the mark Wahlberg routine trying to do as much as you can yeah, like how right. we on, I can see like, you do the mark Wahlberg. and that's why like you'll hear some of the new songs i'm gonna release i got some house bangers about to drop bro dope, dope. i got some like bieber type beat like those diplo type beats like the with the bass wobble like the house type stuff okay so like i'm changing my sound up i'm trying to go more mainstream right because yeah, yeah, yeah. like you know what's like your key demographic that you're trying to reach that's what i'm trying to change it because i feel like i feel like Taking the Throne was a personal album. Okay. Just the, the songs you wanted to like release personally, just to like I feel express like, yourself and stuff and like my, that. And my one of my because I have like two main managers. Um, one's Todd Cutter, I was telling you from D4L, and other ones Bully, who's with Dave Dave East Bully. Mm-hmm. Uh huh. Um, I'm just trying to like create my own lane. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? And like like I'm not trying to be a street guy. Right. It's not everybody could be a street guy. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? It's not. I'm not saying I'm soft, right. but I'm not. Everybody can't play the gangster. Yeah, it's true. You know what I'm Plus saying? There's yeah. millions of other rappers trying to do trying to play yeah, the gang. A- exactly. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. See, so it's like, how am I gonna stand out, right? Yeah, you're trying to separate yourself. From exactly. The I have a little bit of a cleaner cut image to begin with, so let me start transitioning 
Because, like I said, I was raised on Jadakiss and Styles P and Lloyd Banks. Yeah, yeah, mm-hmm. I figured out before I even came out. I was like, you know what I'm saying? You said Jewels, Jim Jones. Like, I was, I mean, I got he, I got the fucking arsonist number on my phone. I can get a heat, heat maker's B sent to me right now. Like, that's what I was raised on, bro. But, like, and that's why you hear in some of the songs in that album, you can hear the New York in it. Yes. Yeah. And the then grittiness. all this, the grittiness. And then all of a sudden, I'm like, and then you can hear, like, more of the pop trap. And like stars mm-hmm. and dark night, where it's got like that juice world vibe, like that Uzi vibe, where I'm like more singing on my tracks. Yeah. And I'm like, I'm talking more about girls instead of like smacking people. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> like, I had to change the content. No, for real, because like, like, listen, I'm Sicilian. I fucking work out every day. I go to M- I do Brazilian Jiu Jitsu twice a fucking week. Like, wow. I know how to use my body. I know how to use my hands. I will avoid conflict at all times. But like. You Somebody know, want to test you, but like, <laughs> no, I'm not even. I'm not gonna sit here and be Takashi and say test my gangster, but like, like it's not like that. You just have to, you know, what I'm saying, like, I just love to stay in shape and just be on top of my P's and Q's. Cool. You know, what I'm saying, just have a clean, good image, man, and just promote, find that direction. Like, I finally found my sound towards the. Yeah. Like, it was funny because it was towards the end of the album I found it. Okay, I'm like. Oh, I sound good in this key. Okay, like, oh, E is the key that my voice sounds like. My vocal coach was like, you hit E really well. Like, you should make most of your songs in that key because it sounds you sound good in it. And, like, so then I ended up hiring the vocal coach. So, like, now, afterwards, I'll play some stuff before we leave today. I'll play some of the new stuff for you. Uh-huh. You'll be like, whoa, like, bro, way more popish, but not like, I like bubblegum pop. Yeah, yeah, like, yeah. Like John Bellion type pop. Oh yeah, like, yeah, like you're making it sound good. Like Bozzy, like yeah. Post Malone, like yeah, okay, like like Stadium pop, like shit that right. people want to like lighter, like Kanye type shit. Like yeah. people want to get wave lighters too, like Anthem. Before we get into like a little bit more music, um, going back to like the mental health, how do you feel like about, about like a lot of rappers and um sports athletes and stuff just expressing themselves? Like just everyone overall, it seems like a lot of people just now they feel so much more comfortable explaining themselves. Of like stuff they going they got going on mentally and you know they just want to spread the word and help everyone else and I felt like ten years ago at least or even just going back to like 2013 2014 it wasn't so many people speaking about what's what's going on with them mentally because even two years ago they weren't really like comfortable like yeah, they, no one was comfortable saying about the issue so like right I just feel like a lot of people just want to express themselves now because the other person is doing it too so I, I think it's a good mm-hmm. thing but um yeah what's right. what's your input on that right because you have Go a song called Venus. Just... And then you were, I heard you say something about you were getting over your anxiety and your depression. Yeah. So I want you to talk more about that. That verse, I, I think it's a song about my mom. I think the song that even, even I went even deeper was Blood Tears. Did you listen to Blood Tears? No. I heard Ooh, Venus, though. Blood Tears was, yeah, that's why it's called Blood Tears. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah, Blood Tears was, I, I, Stars, the song Stars and Blood Tears, I, I went into, those are more personal songs where like I talked about my addiction and like what it felt like waking up dope sick with fucking no money and having to steal and rob from people that you love and lie and manipulate and yeah, use yeah, people. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And just that, that feeling of desperation and, and being a slave to a substance, you know, it's a terrible feeling, you know? But then it's like, I needed to get it out though. Right. And that's why like, you know, the whole album wasn't depressing. Like, but I did put aside like two or three songs where it's like, you can feel my pain through it. Yeah, like, yeah I guess yeah. it has like a future type vibe. Like you can yeah. hear it in my voice. Like, well, like when I record it. Like the second I put on the Blood Tears beat, I knew that was the beat I was gonna use because like my my eyes started swelling up. But like I don't know, I just got that like goosebump feeling. I'm like, this is the beat right here, and then I just like laid it on the line. Um, and like in the song with me, you know, talking about like getting over the mental health and anxiety like yeah and the song with me you know like i talked about like an old relationship mm-hmm. um and like talked about that girl um and kind of like bring that in like with a lot of metaphors and then a new song that's unreleased i'll, I'll show you guys later i referenced i kind of did like a kurt cobain hey. i metaphored heroin as a girl oh so i'm calling it her the whole time but it's really talking about dope Okay. So yeah. So, so was this album like a therapeutic thing for you? The first album, it was. It was a learn. It was a lot. It was. A, it was number one. It was a learning process. It took you everywhere. Yeah, it was <laughs> everywhere. Like I was learning how to number one make good music. Mm-hmm. Number two, it was like you said, it was a great release for me. Like the writing process was awesome. Like just to get it on paper and to like get it out. Yeah. It's funny. Like I'm in mental health. It's almost hypocritical because like I don't want to like I don't know I don't really like. Talk talking about like, 
it's right. hypocritical because yeah, yeah, I'm like, yeah, come yeah. talk to me about your problems, but I don't like to do that. Like, yeah, yeah, right. everybody's like different. Mm-hmm. For me though, it's like me getting it out on the mic because I can really like get it out. It's therapeutic for you. Yeah. yeah. Like I can't sit in my therapist and be like, blah, 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 and like spit bars and get into it. Should be like, uh, can I get security, please? Yeah, like, yeah, yeah. You know what I'm saying? But if I go on a hard beat, I could be like, I can go in and just get it out. You know what I'm saying? And it just it helped me so much. And Venus. Venus was definitely that beat is a very like, yeah, sexy. That's like a lovemaking yeah, type yeah, beat. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And you, know you have I mean? yeah. So and I, my boy Damie's on there too. Yeah, I was gonna ask you. You have a lot of tracks with him on it. Yeah. What's your connection with him? I signed him. Oh, for your record label. For my indie label. Oh. That's right. Was the name of the label? Uh, independent next, record label. Uh, next Gen Music Group. No, no. Like like next gen. Like we're the next generation. <laughs> yeah. How many artists do you have signed to your label right now? Right now I have Damie Baby. Um, he's he's dope. And I also have his kid, Jay Music. Okay, where are they from? Jay Music's on Money, the song Money and Power. That's on the album. He kind of sounds like a cross between like Tory Lanez and Usher. They're from New York or from New Orleans? Yeah, Atlanta? Jay, um, Damie is from, well, Damie's originally from North Carolina, but he's been living in Atlanta for like 10 years now. Um, and my boy Jay, he's actually from from Boston. Nice, so nice. I got like, yeah. Now let me ask you, aside from the whole rapping, do you make any beats yourself or anything like that? Do you produce? So basically, like, in terms of drum pad next to me and mm-hmm. actually clapping on a thing, not yet. Still working on it. Mm-hmm. I'm, I'm, an, I'm a by-ear guy. Yes. Yeah. Like, if I hear a sound, like, I'm the guy in the studio where the engineer's next to me and I hear something, I'm like, oh, copy and paste that, put it there. I'm like, kind of like what Diddy Composer does. To it, yeah. yeah, like, I'm, I'm a producer, but, like, I'm not nice at the drum pad. Like, what people, like, certain <laughs> people in the industry say they make beats, they don't really make beats. They sit there and they just... Like, put everything together. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like the visionary, the More delegate. Like a, yeah, yes, the style visionary. Type of person. Exactly. But that's considered being a producer these days. Yeah, yeah, for you know? sure. You know what I mean? Like once you get a template, mm-hmm. you're good. Yeah. Same thing with recording vocals. Once you get a dope template, mm-hmm. your voice sounds the same on every time. Right. That's why like when you hear people that like, you go like hear some people's albums that come out and they don't sound consistent, like their voice sounds different on each song. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's because they're using different engineers for every fucking song. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And that's why it sounds like shit. That's why you need a good engineer. Exactly. People you have to that. set people a People think template. it's a producer, but nah, it's the engineer no, who does all the, the work. Bro, Honestly. it's the engineer. You, that's how that I sound, sound the way I sound. Oh, it's all about engineering, really. Making the beat, you can find that on YouTube. You need an Thank engineer you. to make your vocal Bro, sound more clear. I can make, I can find a fire beat for fucking two hundred dollars exclusive. I can find a banger on YouTube. Yeah, but if, but your, if, voice if your vocals sound like cheeks, that, <laughs> if your point. voice sounds like cheeks, good night. You're gonna stay on SoundCloud. Like Travis has a great engineer. All these mm-hmm. artists that you love have great engineers. That's why the sound sounds so perfect. They're like, come on, like. Who else you hear straight up go sound so perfectly into mm-hmm. a melody that you do into a song with the newer flow, like mm-hmm. on the song, like on Stars and Dark Night and Respect. My engineer killed that shit, man. I'm telling you, if you go back and listen to like the beginning of the album, the first ten songs, he had me sounding crazy, bro. Like I didn't even think I could sing like that, bro. He was just like, he made me sound super good. And now with the new sound, I'm gonna show you guys with the more like pop sound, we're doing like. I don't want to ruin it, but like, bro, we're doing we're we're doing vocal we're doing vocal chops now. We're like, cause that's what's how dance music it makes it more a vibe. So it's like, for example, I just made this song called Body, right? Yeah. And it yeah. goes move your body, and it has the nine oh nine. You know. Uh-huh. You know it's crazy. I think last night uh, I was actually looking at some of your old videos, and I let the YouTube play on my TV, and I saw that they made a rhythm of the night. A version with Jay Balvin and uh, the Black Eyed Peas. You heard that song? Yeah. No. That shit fire. Yeah. For real? Has like that rhythm of the night. Yeah, I had, and then it has some dope ass beats to bro, it. And I, was I like, just Yo, did. This shit fire. I just did the song "Body" is "Show Me Love." Like, and that's for the sound. next album. Or that's in this album. <laughs> the next album, the next bro. One. The engineering on the next album is crazy. I love bro. how excited you again? are about this, bro. Because <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it's crazy. Because who's your engineer? One more time. I'm bad. Who's your engineer? So I got, I got three. Three engineers. Three engineers, and mm-hmm. they all make me sound amazing because we all work together. Like, one guy will do the vocal chops, one mm-hmm. guy will do my auto-tune, and one guy will, like, just put everything together. So, Cameron Carte, okay. who's big in, the, big in the game, he's done Dolph. Shout out Cam. Cam. Cam's big in the game. He's got Dolph, Soldier Boy, T.I., like, he's going to Instagram. He's got a great resume. Then DJ Stickerbush, like I said, Lucci, Jeezy, um, he's huge huge in atlanta very very big and then i got my homeboy that's in um london 
I got a London kid. Town. Yeah, yeah. In the, U- in the UK, man. Yeah, in the UK, <laughs> man. You just talking about yeah, that. Yeah, I was just seeing Top Boy and I gave him my British yeah, son. Yeah, fam, yeah, it's all yeah. love, fam. It's yeah. all love here, fam. Blessing, yo, blessings, fam. Blessings. You know what I'm saying? Blessings. Every time I talk to you, yo, blessings, fam. Get your food, fam. Yeah, get your yeah, food. yeah. Blessings. Hey, Nikki, blessings, man. Blessings. I appreciate the love, man. So, Nikki, let's, let's get back into a little bit more about yourself so the fans get a little more familiar. So I heard you was uh, like you were on your way to like the pros or you were at least trying to make the pros on your on your way up through college. Hockey was uh yeah man, I was Oh, you played hockey. So you played hockey? Yeah, yeah. yeah. Oh, you played that, that crazy hockey. Yeah. Oh, okay. I played okay. all That's that I Long was, Island shit right yeah, there. It is. <laughs> it's that uh, Hey, you know what? Here's the thing with Italians, a lot we're not that we don't get that tall. So basketball was not really an option. Yeah, I feel you. You know what I'm saying? But we're all, a lot of us are stocky guys, you know what I'm saying? Yeah. So most of us are, are either hockey or football players or lacrosse, too. So I played all three. I played lacrosse, hockey, and football. Okay. I like to hit, athlete. I like to hit people, man. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I like, I like to hit Were people. Were you enforcer? Kind of. Yeah? Yeah. Oh, okay. You suffered an injury throughout this So summer? what happened was, yeah. I, so basically it started like my senior year of high school. So my senior year of high school, I actually had broke my collarbone, and that was a bummer mm-hmm. because when you're senior year, you're like things, you're, gonna get, yeah. you're getting all the reps. This is during the season, bro. First week. Oh, Ooh. that's the worst. And like when you're a senior, you're getting all your your first string. You're getting all the reps. Yeah. Like you, colleges, everybody's everybody's the watching. Point, you're on years. You're starting wide receiver. Yeah, you're I, was, I was playing slot, and they had me at, at optional running back sometimes. So they were doing the RPOs, like run play options and shit. Okay. This is back in 2007. Okay. So like, bro, some kid, you know how blocking the backs are illegal now? Yeah. In the NFL? Everything's legal in the bro, NFL. Bro, this kid nowadays. Hines <laughs> this kid Hines warded me, if you know what I'm saying. Uh-huh. Like bad, bro. All it was on a kickoff return and he blindside blocked me, bro, and I didn't Oh, so this is during football, not during hockey. It happened. Then I had another injury for hockey, so it just accumulated back to back to back. Cuz you got you got to understand something. I've been playing physical sports every day of my life. I've been on the ice since three years old. That's when yeah. I had to wow. skate. So I literally was playing physical sports every day of my life from three to eight to 19 years old. I was getting literally beat up every day. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like physical shit, physically, physically with hockey and football, you really don't start hitting, hitting until like seven, eight. But even right there, that's a 10 year period of, and then you gotta understand, I was going to football practice and then after football, I was going to hockey. Right after that, from like nine, nine to eleven at night, so it'd be like three to five football and then hockey. Wow, sheesh! I was bro so and hammered, bro. My joints, but that's the problem. When you go so hard at such a young age, you you're feel. burnt out. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, By the yeah. time you're twenty, you're burnt out. That's why I see a lot of these guys get to the NFL. They last two, three years because like look at, look at Todd Gurley right that's now. That's the norm now. Body's NFL. breaking down. Look early. at Todd Gurley. His knee. Yeah, because yeah, yeah. he had so much wear and tear on his he had so much wear and tear on his body. You know what I'm saying? And that's what's happening to me. So I screwed up my shoulder. I still deal with it every day. I can't even I can't flat bench. Mm-hmm. I gotta use regular dumbbells because I can't because it screws up my shoulder. Yeah. You screws in there? It's my AC joint. Oh, okay. It it literally my collarbone, it separated and broke at the same time. I think I see. So kinda like what happened to John Abram on the Raiders, the safety. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, how he yeah, tore yeah, his yeah. tendons. So so you know how Aaron Rodgers got hit last year and he landed directly on his shoulder? Uh-huh. That's exactly what happened to me. So I got blindside blocked and this kid leveled me and my feet went that way and my head went that way. Lord. And my whole body landed on my AC joint. So it was literally the Aaron Rodgers injuries. Where, so it was just like, and his whole body weight was on me too. Wow. So all you heard was clink. I stood up, bro. My arm was like this. Oh my God. It was dangling. Couldn't move it. My arm was dangling. Bro, and then it was like, dude, it was terrible. Then they started shooting me up with the the cortisone shit and trying to numb it. And then they're like, they give you like painkillers, surgery. And, stuff like that that? and then that's when it started at 17. Oh. The hydrocodone. Yeah, that's when the hydrocodone started at 17. And back then I was just, I was a regular kid, like, you know, just smoking pot with my boys, but I was still an athlete, you know, yeah, good, yeah, great, yeah. honor roll student. But yeah, I mean, I was blazing with the boys, obviously. Sure. Like, I was a normal kid, you know? And then, um, and then I had a hockey injury also. So I injured my hip working out and then it got exacerbated even more by a hockey injury. And I was playing, uh, I was playing hockey over in the summer and I got rocked and my, <laughs> my sacroiliac joint popped. Oof. So it's joint your issues. That's what I'm talking. Yeah. So what was that? <laughs> that's what, so your AC joint that I told you before that I broke, uh-huh. I separated. That connects your collarbone to your rotator cuff. Okay. 
your sacroiliac joint connects your fucking leg to your hip, bro. Ooh. Oh my god! So when I fractured that, oh, you know, that's bro. I was in Huntington Hospital on Long Island for four months, bro. Damn, four months because I had to restructure the shit. I had to learn how to walk again. I felt like a child. I literally had to all learn how to like walk. Go through, I was go 19, through it all it was again. I was 19. Yeah. That's Damn. terrible. I had to learn how to walk again, bro. It was so scary. And what happened was, like, they didn't catch the injury, like, in time. Because, like, you know, when you're in sports, you're told, like, play through it, play yeah, through yeah, it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You know what I'm saying? Tough guy thing. And mm-hmm. this is, you know, ten. this is over 10 years ago, back before, like, concussion protocol was a big thing and player safety was a big thing. Mm-hmm. So, like... You know, you were considered like a pussy if you like were like, eh, uh, uh, my shoulder hurts, you know. Uh-huh. So you played through it, and what happened was, I ended up getting a fucking staph infection <gasps> because the fucking shit was broken for a week, and I didn't even know it. Yeah, that's fucked up. Wow. Yeah, so that's, that's what happened. Up. I ended up getting a hundred and five fever. I woke up in the middle of the night screaming, and my mom was like, "What's wrong?" Like I was like, "Mom, my body." Like I, I couldn't even explain the pain, bro. It literally felt like I thought I was dying. Like, my, the, it was the worst pain I've ever felt in my life in my hip. Like, I feel like someone took a blowtorch and was just putting it on my hip. Like, I was being burnt alive. Right. And when we got to the hospital, they rushed me in. They're like, we need to do emergency surgery. He's about to have Mercer, which is like when staph goes to the next, yeah. staph infection goes to the next level. And then it travels to your heart. Because once it gets into your blood, you die. Yeah. Like, it becomes deadly infectious. So it's they were serious. trying to stop the staph infection from turning into Mercer. Yeah, because you have to get in and clean it out. Clean it out. Mm-hmm. So that's why Jay works in the medical field. Yeah, so she knows that stuff. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> so she's like, oh, word. I, I was in the my field now. I know that. We had <laughs> that last <laughs> week. <laughs> yeah. Well, you know what they had to do? They had to take me from Huntington to LIJ, Jewish, because that's where they had the special antibiotic that they had to put me in. Because what happened was it did travel to my heart. So my heart valve vegetation, so endocarditis happened. Jesus. So you know what that is. That's when your heart valve gets clogged. Yeah. And then they have to like go <laughs> they in have and to put go a and scrape in it. it. Yes. Yeah. Yes. So I had to be on the antibiotic. It's just It's great. just like one thing after another yep. happening. Yep. So wow. and then of course, what do you think they were dosing me with? I was on Dilaudid in there. They had me on fentanyl. They had me on yeah. fentanyl. High as fuck. High as Lord. fuck. They had me on patches. They had me on a fentanyl patch, and they were coming in with Dilaudid. And it's not no like prescription that'll last you a week or two. I know you nah, were on there for a minute. I was huh? there. I left that place a fiend, bro. I can imagine. Uh, That's the fucked up part of the medical field. I mean, and the thing is, I had the MRIs to back up my fiendness. <laughs> so like, I had the, the injuries to where I could go into a doctor and look, buddy, I'm fucked up. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Give me, give me my shit. Because at that point, bro, when you're physically dependent. Mm-hmm. It gets to that point now where it's especially a young man like, like what, when you feel phys- all this pain, you want to get, you exa- don't want to feel it, you just want to feel better. That's the thing. And you feel like, oh, this is actually helping me out, but you don't see it later on that it's fucking your insides up even more. Even more, it's first it sucks your mental so health uh, later mental on health. because you like, yo, I don't got this shit right now. I need this shit right now. It's fucking me up. It's gonna fuck my whole day mm-hmm. up. That's how I'm with coffee and in the morning. You gotta start scheming. And then you then your personality changes. Yeah. Because And this is what, what painkillers you're talking about. This right? is what painkillers because what happens is, just like anything, what happens? Your tolerance gets higher, right? Right. Mm-hmm. So you start doing more. So that means a script that's supposed to last you for a month now only lasts you ten days. Oof. And then guess what? When they stop making oxys, oxys got really expensive, they stopped making the eighties, right? Mm-hmm. So they started charging crazy prices. So that's when all you started hearing all these, all these. That's when all epidemics started happening. Oh, huh? All these suburban kids started doing dope because no one could afford oxys anymore. And at this time, you weren't doing any like music, right, or anything like that. This time, I was just trying to live. This was like I was like 20, 21. My sports career was over. I was hanging on by dear life, like mentally. Wow. I was just like depressed. Tough family situation, like going on. You know, my parents got divorced at a young age, and yeah, it was yeah, always yeah. a awkward. Dynamic family dynamic between mm-hmm. them, um, and then my dad passed away in 2013. Oh, sorry. At like the height of it's, it's okay. At like the height of my addiction, and I was like, that was the I guess a lot of like AA people say the cliche like the cliche like come to God moment, but it was just like, like the climax right there. Yeah, that was it. That was the like catalyst. The rock bottom that was moment. I was fucking sick and tired of being sick and tired man like because like you said bro it started off by just trying to maintain pain mm-hmm. and stop the pain yeah put when the pain when the painkillers start causing pain yeah that's how you know it's an issue bro yeah, yeah, yeah. like yeah. when you have to get 
high just so you're not sick. That's fucked up. That's fucking fucked up way to live, bro. Yeah, definitely. When you wake up in the morning and you're shitting your pants and you're throwing up and you're cold sweating and you feel like you have fucking HIV because you don't have dope. Seriously, it's what you, you feel like you have the fucking flu, bro. It's crazy. And that's why I'm trying to help kids, man. Like, that's why I'm trying to promote this message. Like, there's a stigma in music like that. You got to, like, be wavy and you got to... Well, that's fit the in new and thing like, nowadays. Pill popping with like, these nah, kids. Nah, you don't, yeah, We bro. grew up like, with the drug stuff. dealers selling them shit. Right, you now it's like, now these niggas I really trying, that, guys. It's not, it's, that's not it. <laughs> it's not it. You're going to end up fucking in a grave, man. I'm telling you right now, out of most of the friends I got high with, out of like, I'd say the 15 main people I, I, I did dope with, seven of them are dead. Seven and these are kids. I'm not talking like like bad kids. I'm talking kids that I went to fucking elementary school with, bro. Mm -hmm. Good families, suburban families, hardworking families, pensions, like not pieces of shit. Like parents are cops. Like good families, you know. Mm -hmm. And it's like you know you think you you think you're invincible when you're 17 and 18, man. Then you you realize by the time like like mid 20s that you're not. When you that's what I I was 23. Exactly. I'd be flying, yo. For some reason, once you hit 18, time flies. Bro, that was my addiction. It was from 18. 23 it was right, five right. years and I, I just and don't get me wrong bro I I, I had to slam my head I'm stubborn man and I, I went slam my, I hear you you know it right you know it baby so I slam my head time and time again rehab after rehab after rehab because here's the thing bro just like anything in life if you let's say for example you want to lose weight right you can keep telling yourself that but unless you really want it you never get to fucking do it yeah right yeah. Just anything, any any behavior. It's like anything in life. Any behavior, anything in, in life you want to change, there has to be action to, yeah, for there to be a reaction. Right, exactly. For sure. That's just physics 101. Yes. You know what I'm saying? Like, sure. So it's like, you know, the thought came in at 2021. 20, that's when the thought started coming in. I can't live like this anymore. I can't wake up sick. What am I doing to my mother? Like it just started to kill me. So through this time, that's when you like discovered music, and you was like, "Well, this time, that's when I first downloaded like Ableton, and I was like isolating myself because I was starting to take your mind somewhere." That's else. when I was like started to make beats, cause like okay. yeah, I made beats, but mm-hmm. like I wasn't good at it. You know mm-hmm. what yeah, I mean? yeah, like yeah, that's yeah. not what I'm good at. But like, <laughs> I got a drum set. It just got me good either. Yeah, yeah, yeah. 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 <laughs> well, it got exactly. It got me into it. You know what I'm saying? Right? I'm like, yeah. and then I bought, I bought my first Pioneer fucking DDJ set uh-huh. and I would just, sit. I would just sit in my room just, just start making hour long mixes Learning uh, and this mixing. is when like house got big again like when like Oliver Heldens first came yeah, out and Tiesto okay. was making 2013 okay, Tiesto yeah, was making his big yeah. comeback 13, 14, 15, the future house with the, with the bass wobble yeah, came yeah. back yeah. with the want 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 yeah. so and I would just be mixing and shit and then I was like oh, I'll make a SoundCloud and then I'm like and then like I'm like doesn't get any followers I'm like <laughs> alright I think this this music shit's a little harder than what you know what it is I, I didn't it was, bro it was 2013 I was like 23 I had no idea what I was doing I'm like no one's listening to my mixes boo hoo when you so you when know? you discover that like, you know what I'm gonna change it up and become a rapper when you start like writing music so like I said I'm a music junkie bro like uh-huh. I love music in general so like I would say right when I moved down to Atlanta like we already discussed I said some acts out here aren't I could do better right mm-hmm. so I invested in myself I bought my equipment I turned my second bedroom and my the second master into a full blown out studio it's about the same size as this soundproof the whole thing got the Newman mic got everything man hooked wow. it up and you know at first like I said it was more of a fun thing for me at first bro like I wanted to I just wanted to vibe with the boys yeah like back in the day just just cypher yeah. it was more of just like a it was like so a, back in the day, you should just be in the studio and just like yeah, that, play around and that stuff was like it. that. Just yeah. talking to my boys and stuff. Yeah. That was the but in that the was the vibe. Like I just wanted to chill with the homies and just smoke up exactly. and just just <laughs> fuck around and have fun. And then like when the music started to come out good, we were like, wait, we we might have something here. And, and that's not coming from me. Like people will start hearing it and be like, bro, like you might need to like take this actually like more seriously. And then my, I dropped one song. I got like fifty k within like one month and I didn't really put money behind it. Where on SoundCloud? On Spotify. Spotify. Wow. And I was like, oh, this is really happening. And then that's when I started hitting up bigger artists for features and that's when Mano answered me. I'm like, oh, this this is happening. It, it actually is. And that, this was in, bro, That's when you realized this is in, this is in May. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah, And we're right. in October. So and you, then, did you start rapping? Nine months ago, he said. Oh, well, like, so this year. like, for fun, I've been rapping since I'm like 16. Yeah, yeah. Like but with when you my boys. Taking it more well, you took more serious. But like, I'm talking like if you, I you can write go in with anybody right now, I can write right now. I'll put a 16. I'm coming with. I'll 
wouldn't put me in there with anybody. Wow. Let me ask I'll you, go- if you collab with any artist right now, um, dead or alive, who would you who would you choose to be on a feature of your song or would you like to be a feature on their song? That's a, that's a really, 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 <laughs> really hard question. I'll give you three people. Yeah, you Based on song people. type. If I had to do a gangster rap type song. To put it on your album, it doesn't have to be gangster rap. It could be three artists. Nah, let them be, let them be gangster, gangster rap. rap. Yeah, so if I had, because it's it, it depends. I mean, it depends, depends on the theme. Depends on the okay. Right. So if I if I wanted to do a, a hard New York type song, Styles P or Dave East. Styles P or Dave East? Yeah. Tough. Without, uh, I or thought you were about to say like Jada or Jada. Or Jada, that's their yeah. both. All my time. Or Fab. I've been trying to get yo Fab. Answer my DMs, bro. Answer my DMs. You answered me once, bro. You answered me, and then you never got back. I don't. I'm, come on, man. I've been trying to get you on my song. That's another one, Fab, for sure. Yeah, Fab's been dope. And since the, he's been the, out. yeah, that's and that's more more of the gangster rap. Those guys for sure. What about like an R and B record? Um, I would love Tory to get Tory. I'm actually working on Tory Lanez. I might have him. Tory Lanez is one of the dope, right? I might, I right might, yeah. seriously, I'm working on, I was been working on that this week, so. Is he coming out with something? Funny, who do you think is better, Tory Lanez or Bryson? I saw this, heard this on the podcast Definitely before. Tory Lanez. Bryson Tyler. But who do you think has a better Bryson album, actually? Tyler? Bryson or Tyler? I haven't gotten into Tory, him yet. Tory, not Tyler. Tory's coming out with something new, isn't he? Like three months and was like, gone. I haven't gotten into Bryson. Bryson's about to have another baby, so. Bryson just took a personal life moment. Who's that other kid, um... Not Bozzy, the other one. Um, Zach. Not Zach downtown. Who's R and B hip? No, it's like pop rap. Well, John Bellion would be my would be my mainstream choice. John yeah. I like him. John Bellion. He's just like um Pop Rap. Yeah, like pop rap. John Bellion. I've known John since ninth grade. Wow. We're from the same neighborhood. Yeah. Is there anyone else you would like to collaborate with? What about dead guys? Yo. I mean, guys. you know the obvious, the obvious answers. Oh, like Biggie and Tupac. Yeah, those obvious answers. Oh, phew, you know who I probably would. You know those guys like Gangster Rap probably Tupac, stack bundles. MJ. Okay. Stack bundles. I would love to do, get like a like a hard verse from Stack Bundles. Um, in terms of well, it's easily to determine that you, your biggest approach would just be like uh, the Jada Kiss type of sound. Those are just like your yeah, guys, yeah. right? Yeah, oh, of, course, 90s, of course, of course. Hip hop, gritty, gritty hip hop, but like. For pop man, I mean shit. I would. What about like, female I, artists? I, I was about to say I would if Taylor Swift, baby. <laughs> <laughs> Let's do it. You know, or or Billy or Taylor Swift. What's, what's Billie, Billie Eilish? Eilish. I would do oh, a song. She's her. dope. I fucks with her. I, would I do, like her. I, I would her. love to work <laughs> with her. I like I fucks with her voice. You know who she reminds me of? And I don't know where this girl went, but she was dope for a little while. What happened to Lord? Yeah, yeah. What right. happened oh, to her? Oh Lord. I heard Adele's getting about to get out of the game too. She's like considering retiring and just she's coming out. Life. All right. She's about to come out with an album sometime this year. She? She's like, like the fourth quarter, like queen, like yeah. But like, music. what happened? Like, that's who she reminds. Billie Eilish reminds me of Lord. That like, nah, that is it? that sound. It's like something about her sound. Her voice is like dope, but it's got like that. It's like almost like rap, but like girl rap, but like it's got like I don't even know how to I explain like, this. Yeah, shit. Uh, Billie Eilish. I've heard like, Lord's songs, but I think Billie's better though. See, I haven't listened to her that close. I just I've listened to her a couple of times. I like her voice a lot. Um, I would love to do something with probably. With, I would love to get Bieber. Uh, would love to get Bieber on the hook. Yeah, yeah. you heard that many man joint he did. I didn't really like it. The disrespect. Yeah, yeah. You have many men, and then he posed with his wife next to him. Like, what? Yeah, Come on, yeah. son. <laughs> many men. Yeah, his wife yeah. was right there. Like, what you um, talking about? Honestly, but I think because <laughs> like, I'm what? trying to. Uh, I've been talking to Scott. To uh, Scott Storch. Word, Ooh. word. Yeah. yeah, I met Scott Storch. He's a pretty. He's he's one of my most favorite guys. To, like be around. Guy's um, awesome. I think bro. Scott Storch. A legend. Is like, yeah, he's yeah, um, a legend. He gave us bro, all two thousands hits. Bro, he batted a lot of things throughout his career, but I think he bro, that's came why I. He's just, he's just like a that's why we're Lincoln now. because he's we've. He loves his weed though. That's for sure. That boy loves Yo. his weed. <laughs> oh no, that's <laughs> that's the thing. I mean, I still smoke, bro. That's the only thing I do. It's my medicine, but. I've Weed talking, is not a drug. I've been talking to Scott. <laughs> I, I'm, that's, I agree. It's funny because, like, you ask who would you. That's my answer. If I want producer, yeah, work yeah. with. So there you go. Scott. Favorite producer. Scott Storch. Scott Storch. Scott, Storch. Scott Storch might be one of my. Probably my favorite producer. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's just the fact that, like. 40 for me. It's just crazy that I, I have this. Yeah, 40. I, there go Jay. Like, bro, <laughs> I love 40. Bro, 40. <laughs> Boy, wonder. Um, but it's just crazy, like. A year ago, I would never would fathom that I would have Scott Storch's phone number in my fucking phone, yeah, bro. Yeah, yeah. And that I'd be talking to him. What would be like a dream record label to sign to? Would Probably you would you Universal. want a dream record label or would you like yeah. your own independent label to just blow up? Would you rather like, go you want that like a route collaboration? or would you rather have like a... I don't think you need some of the labels nowadays sometimes, I feel like. I mean, some people want to be signed to somebody. The thing is, that's what a lot of people keep telling me because it's like, 
everybody's like, bro, you're already doing everything on your own. Yeah. yeah, yeah. But here's the thing, like, here's the thing, bro. Like, but the regular labels do the, help you out if it favors your way. But this is the thing: the well is starting to run dry for me, bro. I can't keep putting fucking ten thousand dollars down yeah, every right. single week. Like, I don't. The labels for have sure. a bankroll like that. Yep. I'm I'm one person, and I have my family business that helps me out here and there. But it's like we're not we don't have fucking millions they have yeah, yeah, yeah. they have way more than millions they have billions you know what i'm yeah. saying like here's the thing like i just want to show these labels i'm already very self-sufficient mm-hmm. i'm already doing everything on my own but what i could use their help with is the marketing and the branding and getting me the exposure i yeah, need yeah, and getting my face out there and just some help with my budget just in the world to nikki mm-hmm. bonds right exactly getting me out there for real bro and just the budget like for example like, I don't have fucking, like, five grand to just throw in a music video right now. Yeah. You know, like, stuff like that where I can enhance my quality. My music videos will be better. Like, mm-hmm. everything will be better. You know what I'm yeah, saying? Like, that's where they come in because you get so much resources from them. You know, you get just, they have a whole team that, that work, helps you out. Right. You know, booking agents. Like, they four different publicists. Like, every people helping you out. For real, for it's real. a Booking full agent, team. everything. Everything. You know, it turn like, it's just, so I'd say probably, you know, Universal, <coughs> um, Republic, mm-hmm. Republic, Def Jam. Yeah, I figured Def Inter- Jam would be our Def Jam. Just Def- because of who they are and how established yeah. they are. Def about- Jam, Republic, and Interscope. What about venues? Like, what would be a dream venue to perform at? Man. I know mine. Mine would be, like, of course, MSG. Well, well the I Garden, just because I grew up here. Definitely the, the Garden. garden. For sure. <laughs> but you know what else is going to be is going to when it's built? The Raider Stadium in Vegas. Yeah. That stadium is going to be crazy. Raider fan over here. No, he I mean, the, 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 the Vegas that. Stadium Yo, is going to No, bro, but they even but said it. But everybody's going to Vegas. Yeah, they Al Davis literally said he built that stadium not just for football. He built that stadium to be a great. It's gonna have bro. It's gonna have everything. It's gonna have retractable. They're gonna be able to the turf. They're gonna. It's gonna be like almost how they do with the ice rink and basketball court, where they're gonna be able to retract the turf and flip it around and flip it underneath, and then they can put hardwood for concerts. Bro, crazy. Yeah, that's crazy. It's Sheesh. like it's it's gonna be the most advanced stadium in the world. So that's definitely a Dubai venue. Dubai built a pretty new stadium. The Dallas Cowboys stadium's dope. I would love to perform there. That screen is huge. James <laughs> like, oh yeah, hundred thousand people. <laughs> so yeah, definitely the legendary guard, the Mass Square Garden, Dallas Cowboys. I think nothing compares to MSG. Honestly, New York is where. Yeah, it's at. I if mean, Staples Center is also dope. What's up, Staples Center? Staples Center, yeah yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, shit. I just. Hey, what would you pick, Staples Center or MSG? I'm still trying to get MSG. Him. Oh, yeah, yeah. yeah. Like, I want to come out like, <laughs> and not the, the underground. The I'm talking about the rural MSG. Yeah, 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 yeah. There's two, yo. The other one, you get no service. Ain't no yo. You're talking about MSG theater, where the damn ice rink is. Yeah, not the theater. We're talking about exactly where the Knicks play. Yeah, where we get disappointed every night. Kanye came out the damn floor. Yo, that's what like that's yeah. The gardens, the garden would be great, man. Shit, I'm trying to still get at Webster Hall for Christ's sakes. We gotta do step at a time. Didn't they reopen Webster Hall recently? Man, this is why yeah. I need a book. Yeah, because they closed it down and then they reopened oh, anybody it. Anybody out Jay-Z there? did something at the Webster Hall earlier this he year. He opened it up, I believe. Any, yeah. b- any, I don't know if it's any booking it. agents that are listening to this podcast, Instagram is Nikki underscore Bonds. <laughs> I'm not even real. joking. Hit have me you tried, up, man. Um, I'm trying to get some real books, man. some real shows. Have you tried going, um, I know SOB on Mondays. SOB. Yeah, that would be great. Yeah, I would love to do SOBs, Have you done any live performances recently? Yeah, yeah, but down by me, though. Okay. And it's mostly like, here's the thing, like, I'm not putting myself in that situation to go in hole in the wall areas and like in the hood. Like, I'm not going to expose myself because then I'm not dealing with yeah, that. Yeah, like, honestly, that shit doesn't even work sometimes. Like, sometimes I don't want to do a show and you won't get like three followers after. Exactly. Nothing. Is it so worth it to go it. into a really bad area where you're going to have to protect yourself and right. then you got like, to deal with that drama and you got haters too. around, especially if you're from an area. You know what I'm saying? Like it's it's and it's a little different because I'm light skinned too. So it's like it's mm-hmm. it's a little gets a little funky sometimes, you know. So it's like that's why I'm just waiting for like a real booking agent that can get me. And that's why I've just been working on growing my following on social media, growing my stream numbers, yeah. getting interviews like this, getting my face out there so people could visually see me, getting more music videos out there. It right. just I, we just I just need to get the exposure because once the exposure comes, it's all, it's gonna be a domino. Right. Where do you see your career going in five years? Where do you see yourself in five years? I see MSG. I'm not, no, I'm not trying to be like, I'm just being like optimistic. Yeah. It's the goals, you know? Yeah, just the goals. Like goals, number one, my goal is to be signed. My goal is to be performing at awesome big venues. And my big goal is, is acting for sure. 
Like, I really would love to. Is there any TV shows that you would love to play a role on or something like that? I love Other than Game well, of Thrones? I love <laughs> this is Yeah, yeah. yeah. Over, I would yeah. play anything. I mean, I could definitely see myself playing a mob guy. Yeah, oh, yeah, I could, like uh, Italian yeah. guy. Oh, I could see that. I could see like, like the new like Irishman. Yeah, new, yeah, like a Sopranos <laughs> type <laughs> thing. Yeah, I could definitely see you. In yeah, that. like I, I definitely. You look like Proctor's like brother or something too. <laughs> yeah, <from Proctor>. yeah. <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah, tell Fifty to holler at me, man. If, if Fifty, <laughs> I think he's got that. a new show too. I'm for, I'm for real. Like I really want to act. Like that's like music is my 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 therapy. But like. I don't know, like new new things excite me, man. And mm -hmm. it's like I feel like that's a new thing I want to conquer, you know, because I feel like I have the personality that I could I could possibly acting hopefully succeed in acting. Yeah. Have you done any like before or plays reality or TV like that? shows? But yeah, in high school, like theater. Oh, you yeah. reality yeah. TV show? Oh, you like all yeah. around type yeah, person. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> it all. Yeah. So like, so my real goal is to like, I, I really want to do movies, and then obviously incorporate, and then the ultimate end goal. When I'm a little older in my 40s, and you know the entertainment thing is took off and did its thing, and I'm comfortable in life, um, that's when I want to open up my rehabs. But Ooh. like, wow, luxury. Like I'm not talking like because there's a stigma to rehab. Like that's like you get the the bunk beds and it's dirty yeah, and it's yeah, state yeah, ran. Yeah. You got nurses. Like no, I want to run and I want it to be specifically niched for celebrities because the industry, your people around it all the time. Mm -hmm. You know what I'm saying? It's hard for them to stop. So my real goal once I finish the PhD is I want to create or even franchise a program where it's expressive therapy oriented for people who are in recovery. Right. Mm -hmm. So like for me, that first 30 days of getting clean is crucial, man, because you're feeling every single emotion that you've been numbing for five, 10 years. You now feel that all within the first 30 days of coming back. And just like Rocket Man, when um, the new movie with Elton John, and he talked about some of like his best compositions he wrote was right when he got sober because his mind was in hyperdrive mode, right? I want to give an up an outlet for people that artists, whether it's musicians or, or actual artists that draw or paint or anybody that has any artistic ability to have a rehab where they can go to and not feel like they're in a jail cell where they could have a nice bed and they could have a flat screen and they could turn on on demand and they could feel like they're at home and they can go and they could go record and get their emotions and feelings out like recovery is supposed to be fun mm -hmm. like getting clean is supposed to be enjoyable you're getting your fucking life back yeah, yeah. Right. and some of these rehabs make that shit seem like you're losing your life and i, I hate it because i've been to those rehabs and right. it pisses me off because it's supposed to be fun man mm -hmm. like i love my life right now like it yeah, man. I, I do great i have so much fun yes do i still smoke weed but that's it like i'm pretty much sober sober and i have a great time and like some of these state-ran programs, they make- All you make need is weed, man. Yeah. <laughs> All you need is weed. Exactly, but they just make sobriety seem like it's gonna be boring. Like, yeah. no, man. I have so many fun <laughs> ideas Aww. I could do for it. Like, that's what's up, bro. Just, Honestly, but, you're working we, on your PhD, so it shows that you know the work oh, behind it. it. It's not so like you know, I'm just some like guy you're just sitting doing, here. Oh, I got the money and not. You yeah. have the education to it. Exactly. To know what needs to be done, plus done to be for. So honestly, someone who's been there and is working through it, that's all you need, because yeah. there's people who haven't dealt with that. I'm like, oh, I see a money grab. Right. And I do it, doesn't know how to do it they actually think. the right way and some shit like that. But that's dope, honestly, The bro. credibility factor. Fact. Because, like, when I was going through it, like, if some girl straight out of college was, like, reading out of her textbook, like, well, addiction, according to here, it's like, what did you just... Right, what exactly. The fuck I, have you ever done a drug in your life? The people that I listened to were the dudes that I looked like, I felt like I was staring at myself. Uh -huh. It was the dude that pulled up in a fucking Panamera who used to be shooting up dope. And I was like, I want to be like that guy who had the fucking Rolex in shape and yeah. jacked and had the beautiful girlfriend and the cute little kid. And, and they, oh, you see that guy? He's the vice president. He's been sober for eight years. He was a fucking dope fiend. Wow. It's like, I want that life. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's what motivates me. Word, word. So before we get up out of here, um, do you have any favorite song right now on your album? What's your favorite song right now? Out of 30, that's a lot. Yeah, out of 30. <laughs> um, but what song means the most to you? Well, the most personal song, the two personal songs are, are Stars and Blood Tears because I talk about my father and my addiction. Okay. Um, I'd say I like Let's Ride is a good, that's, that's, a, that's, a, that's a good song. Um, it's a trap banger, but it's, it's more Uzi based. It's like about a girl. Uh-huh. Okay. Um, melodic. So let's ride, dark night, and latency. Any songs there for the ladies in the, in the album? Oh, 
Oh, for the new project? Oh, for the new project. Oh, you save it for the new project. Oh, uh, no. We're song for the ladies um, on, on Taking the Throne. Okay. Venus yes. is one of them. Um, Money and Power is one of them. Latency. Oh, and The Top. Definitely all me talking about women in most of those songs. The new album is going to be called Paradigm Pop. Nice. Ooh. You got an idea when it's, when it's going to release? Because I'm the paradigm. Da, da, da. <laughs> <laughs> this guy. <laughs> this guy. <laughs> paradigm pop. You got an idea when he's going to release that? End of the Man, year, I maybe got, next year? I got people telling me to stop rushing. Don't yeah, rush yeah, it. Yeah, don't yeah. rush it. That's the one thing. You Here's can't thing, rush like, music. I, you know what's the problem with me, Faith bro? Faithy put out videos. Videos. Like like in the make, like behind the scenes, like the making of. Yeah, like little yeah. vlogs. Yeah, like videos, little vlogs yeah, little vlog, stuff. Vlogs. Yeah. vlogs is killing it too. Vlogs, you ever think about doing vlogging? So that's just like basically talking video. Like that's. No, they just follow you around. Like yeah, you'll have yeah, somebody yeah. just follow you around. That's like a vlog. Like YouTube channel. Yeah, like yeah. almost like a yeah, So it's yeah. like. A lot of bodybuilders do that, like this stuff. Yeah, with the yeah, yeah. yeah. So the well, they just I'm have their cameraman just watching them yeah. lift the whole time, and they're like, "This is what I eat," and all that shit. Yeah. The vlog of this weekend. I've been following yeah, there, there you go. go. Yeah, right yeah. There. Well, I have my. I'm trying to build my YouTube up, so that's a great idea. Yeah, even the process of making a music shit, video. I'll do a vlog of this. It's over. I mean, right? Yeah, right, yeah, right. You know, hey, we're gonna link life. We're gonna link up. You know, for sure. We from the city, so we from the city, or whatever we gotta do. Hit downtown, uptown. Take you uptown. You go uptown. You go. You be going uptown. When I come back, I'll you some. I'll come, with you, goes some shit, bro. I'll, I'll come with you, dog. You gotta be out, definitely, bro. I can't wait, man. DJ somewhere this yeah, weekend, yeah. definitely. Go anywhere where this guy's going. Yeah, shit. And, uh, you know, real quick, shout out to Lisa, first off. You know, Lisa's yeah, real consistent hey, on making Lisa's this happen. Real she consistent. every day. <laughs> she made it happen. Shout so out to my publicist. That's the type, that's the type of uh, Lisa publicist Perez. you want to have on your team. So she's definitely great and definitely she's keep her wonderful. around. She's wonderful. She's wonderful. Yeah, yeah. And Nikki Bonds, thank you so much for coming through today. We appreciate hey, having you. Thank you. I love you guys. That was a great session, man. I really appreciate you. Appreciate you coming, brother. Love the energy. Word up. Up, this is Get Ready Podcast. Until next time. Peace. Later.